0: Welcome to Meet the Education Researcher. This is a podcast from the Faculty of Education at Monash University, and here we talk with researchers in and around the faculty about their current reading, writing, and thinking. So welcome to another Meet the Education Researcher podcast. My name is Neil and I work in the Faculty of Education in Monash University, Melbourne, Australia. And the aim of these interviews is simple. We spend 15 minutes or so getting to know what researchers in and around the faculty are currently up to. So today I'm joined by Alana Vinefta rosenblum still a fairly new lecturer in the faculty. Good afternoon, Alana.
1: Hi, good afternoon, Neil.
0: Now, first off, let's talk about your route into education research. You worked for 13 years in Israeli high schools. I mean, what were you doing?
1: So I I would start probably that um, before even um, going to education, um, I was always fascinated by the impact that teachers have on students. And um, I remember that being a student myself, Um, I always asked why some teachers are simply better than others. What makes someone a good teacher? I was very bored in school, and um, I can say that I perhaps only discovered the joy of learning um, in uni when I uh, became a sociology student. And... um, started seeing the world through Durkheim's lens of uh, social structuralism and elements and norms and realizing what we have in this world. Um, and I also read uh, Dewey's book on uh, experiences in education, um, talking about how teachers as guides and, and the importance of us as teachers to challenge our students and give them the freedom to explore uh, the, the, the world. So um, it hit me and um, at that point it changed my point of view on education and I decided that I want to become an educator myself because I really wanted students to have a better experience um, than I had. Um, So I became a youth counsellor in um, a disadvantaged community in Why not a teacher? didn't want to go to the formal spaces. Okay, so that Dirk had pushed I wanted, you towards... Yeah, I wanted to focus on the informal spaces and just work with people, work with children. Um, so I became um, this counsellor and then I decided that I do want to pursue a um, master's degree in school counselling. So I became a school counsellor. Then it was just clear to me that I want to combine research and practice. um, So you ended up doing a PhD. Yes.
0: Now, again, what prompted that movie? You're kind of thinking about research, but you know, PhD is a big undertaking.
1: Yeah, it's in my veins. I realized when I, you know, while working on my master's, that it's just in my veins and I want to to be a researcher. Uh, So then we moved to Boston and it was uh, very clear to me that I'm going to conduct my, my PhD thesis there in Boston. So, um, especially being an outsider in a foreign country, I suddenly, you know, I, I was able to, I had the opportunity uh, to learn about a new type of school that I didn't see mm. in Israel.
0: That's all interesting. But I mean, you talk about being a master student, some mm-hmm. research being in your veins. For many master's students, doing a research methods course is mm-hmm. puts you right off. So what was it that kind of made you, that, that really clicked with you?
1: I just found myself sitting down and reading papers and, and asking different questions and I just knew that that's the way that I'm going, That that is my path, it is, it is, it, it's in me. <laughs> it's I, your destiny. It's just, it's my destiny, exactly. Well,
0: let's talk about your PhD. Pluralism, yeah. community and intellectual ability mm-hmm. is reflected in the learning processes in an American Jewish mm-hmm. high school. It's quite a title. Yep. What was the research problem and what did you do?
1: Okay, so... When you think about it, a pluralistic Jewish school does it even go together, right? If it's a Jewish school which is based on religious and communal values, how come it can it even be pluralistic? Mm. Can it even be about differences? about diversity, so it was fascinating to me and I decided decided to explore how such a school can impact student inte- students intellectual abilities, how can it impact teacher effectiveness and student learning. So I focused on that school and I used uh, Greet Hofstad's cultural dimensions uh, theory as a lens to unpack teacher effectiveness and student learning. Um, and specifically I focused on the individualism and, and collectivism um, dimension. I looked at the different associations and discussions and opinions and curriculum and, and the way uh, students answered uh, their questions. And what I found was that the pluralistic pedagogy uh, enhanced student uh, intellectual abilities. They were able to be. They they were actually more creative. Uh, they were able to to analyze different social um, issues uh, that were brought uh, to class. But I also found that in order to do that correctly, they needed the environment, the communal and uh, the this uh, shared valued environment in order to be able. Um, to um, participate in such a pedagogy.
0: Mm. So you're focusing on students and learning primarily. Mm -hmm. What did you find out about the social context of the school?
1: So in terms of the institution, what I found was that it's very important to uh, feel that you belong to something, that you belong to this community. You have this shared vision about life and there are other people who are just like you. But on the other hand, you do need the space to explore and you do need the the right people to give you this uh, space mm. and encourage you to think outside of your community.
0: And these were students in a very specific context. I mean, how transferable were your findings? Do you think you'd find exactly the same thing in an Australian Jewish high school?
1: I assume that, yeah, we're well, looking at uh, students here and I and I do talk to students here uh, from Jewish uh, day schools. um as well, and with teachers. And I find that there are many things in common. I find that they have the same, well, I didn't conduct research yet, you know, uh, the same research here clearly, and I assume that we'll probably find some um, dissimilarities. But overall, people are people and people do need to feel that they are part of something um, and in order to be able to explore what is outside there. Yeah, yeah, know?
0: yeah. No, no. Looking back on the PhD, what's the one thing you might have done differently? I'm sure you've got no regrets, but there's mm. always always room for improvement.
1: I think I would write differently my article. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it takes time to learn how to write an article, how to um, express your thoughts and... and to explore certain things so it takes time and so today looking at my article from back then (laughs) i'm looking at it and i'm saying oh no i would have changed that i would you know i would have done that so but it's a process. It's a process that every every researcher um, experiences. And did you
0: write the paper concurrently to writing the thesis or did you wait till the thesis had finished?
1: When I finished. But yeah, but I already started mm. at Harvard. So I, I didn't have much time, I guess, to focus on, on that paper.
0: Well, let's talk about your postdoc work. Yeah. What does being a postdoctoral fellow at the Harvard Graduate School of mm. Education entail?
1: It's great. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Uh, yeah, it's great. I learned many, many things. I I... I, had, uh, I was fortunate enough to get to know brilliant researchers. I think that there are a couple of things that I take from there. Uh, first of all, how important it is to ask questions that actually matter, and how would you like to make a difference? Because ultimately, you want to make a difference. So to me, I keep asking the same questions. How can we make schools better? How can we make them relevant, right? Um, another thing that I, that I take is how innovation requires uh, surprise mm. and we need to challenge um, previously taken for granted assumptions and, and also innovation always happens in the margins um, and not in the mainstream. Um, I would say that probably we need to keep allowing ourselves to ask silly questions. Yep. Yeah, Sometimes uh, we don't do that enough. And, and the last thing, I guess, is that there is great importance to narrative and story in uh, social change and in uh, motivation and agency and identity, which all, you know, which are very important for education. So
0: those things are drummed into you at Harvard. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as an environment, was it, I mean, what was it like? Was it kind of a hothouse environment? You say there were lots of brilliant people. Was mm-hmm. it like? Around, um, we had people.
1: discussions 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 and brainstorming and and you can always ask someone you know just have a chat and just mm. talk research um it was always there yeah uh, so i it was a, a great environment i was very fortunate to be there last month as well so um Yeah, it's just a wonderful place. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And as
0: you say, it's always good to dip back into other places that you've been to. So never say never. And let's talk about your current predicament then. You've got a pretty eclectic range of publications. Mm -hmm. You publish in psychology, philosophy, Mm -hmm. teacher effectiveness, student Mm -hmm. evaluation. What's the underlying theme to all of this work? I mean, in essence, what's the one thing that you would say your research is about? What's the Mm -hmm. big idea that you're addressing?
1: So it all comes down to teacher effectiveness. And it is about understanding how and identifying ways that we can improve teaching and learning in uh, educational systems. I would say that I'm... um Primarily interested in the ideas of assessment and ethics um, as lenses to understand educational effectiveness. Mm. So um, I tackle teacher effectiveness, educator effectiveness uh, from different angles. And as I said, I draw upon multiple disciplines Um to uh, that help me uh, identify ways to enhance student learning. So it's
0: a huge field. I mean, what's the one thing in ten years' time that you'd really want to be known for? Is it the ethics dimension? Is it the? I, mean...
1: I just uh, I, I see that as um as something that com- that that goes together. That how research is. You know, um there are many many factors into mm. in, in something. And so, it's messy. And it's messy. It's very a, messy. But here's
0: a nasty question for you. Yeah. If I'm a kind of in the real yeah. world, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't want to hear you say things are messy. I know things are mm-hmm. messy. You're an expert in teacher effectiveness what are the three things I could do to be a more effective teacher
1: I would say that you need to be conscious about your ethical morals and who you are as a teacher and what what you want to deliver then I would also say that teaching is not about it's not only about knowledge because if it's about knowledge your your students can just google it so what does it mean being being a, a teacher an educator it's about connecting your students to the world and helping them be creative which is a big thing how Mm -hmm. do you make someone to be creative right but it's about knowing what's going on what's going on outside and connecting your students to the world and what we need these days so
0: excellent i can do that now finally if we can fast forward Mm -hmm. through the slog of the next Mm -hmm. 10 years Mm -hmm. and the books and papers. If you become a famous researcher, the government are going to give you a million-dollar grant. Uh, What's your dream project? What would you really want to be spending your time researching?
1: Student voice. Uh, Yeah, the use of student voice and identify the use of student voice uh, and ethical complexities in uh, current teacher evaluation practices. And how can student perception surveys can uh, shape leadership practices? How can we implement these surveys um, into the educational system instead of just keep focusing on the same thing that unfortunately doesn't work? Mm. Um so how can we change that and how can we let students raise their voices? Presumably use their not voices? just
0: through surveys. Not,
1: yeah, exactly. Not just through, through that, but how can we incorporate um, students' thoughts and students' experiences into the assessment and how can we ultimately enhance leadership practices and, and, and have a learning-focused leadership mm that um, is very much engaged with teaching practices in schools. So basically what I see is I see this connection and how I can enhance this connection between uh, principals,
0: uh, teachers and students. So you're that bored school child now trying to fix everything.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Good <laughs> Excellent. luck. Well, I mean,
0: you're taking on a hell of a lot, but thanks yep. ever so much for taking the time to talk. It's Thank been you very much. great to hear about your work.
1: Thank you, Neil. Thank you.